What is your brand? What are your values? What is important to you as a salon? So this kind of goes hand in hand with advertising to clients as well. But as long as you're consistent with your brand pillars or your brand values, the more consistent it will be in attracting not only the right clients, but attracting the right employees as well. It's no secret hairstylists have the best job in the world. The ability to make connections with different people, make people feel beautiful, and transform others' lives. But sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves, set aside time to work on our business, not just in it, and take a moment to appreciate the amazing industry we get to be a part of every single day. My name is Samantha Lacoste and I am a hairstylist, salon owner, and educator, and I'm so excited that you are here to stay inspired and grow from some amazing people in our industry. And I'll let you in on a secret. You might just find out that you're not alone. We are all human and have so much more to learn in this thing called life. Welcome to the secret life of a hairstylist. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Secret Life of a Hairstylist. Before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who tunes in to listen to this podcast. And I really, really appreciate it. And I really hope that you're all enjoying these episodes. If you are, I would really appreciate if you could do me a favor. I would love if you could either share this podcast to your Instagram stories or social media, wherever you're on, or if you could even just like subscribe to the podcast or uh, leave a review, that would be absolutely amazing. The more we get, the more people uh, know about this podcast and we can help more people and build a community. And that's really just what I've always wanted to do is just to be able to build a community of hairstylists or salon owners or apprentices, wherever you are at in your journey. I just really wanted to create a community of like-minded people because it can be really lonely in the hairstyling world. I know we're all like connected through social media in different ways and we can see each other, but it's still like lonely, especially as a salon owner, it can be really lonely in not knowing if you're doing things right or if, you know, maybe there's an easier way of doing something or just like you just need somebody to like bounce an idea off of. So I have a few friends in the industry that I'm really close with and I'm so grateful for them to be able to bounce those ideas off of. And the fact that I have a business partner, but not everybody has that. So I think it's just really, really important that we continue that community. And that's kind of why I continue to do this because I just really, uh, I really love getting to connect with the different stylists around the world and, and share the things that they're doing and hopefully that that can help you. So without further ado, let's hop on to this week's episode. So I want to talk about how to attract the right employees. So I'd like to say that this episode is for the salon owners, but the reality is, is this episode is probably going to be beneficial to both sides of the spectrum. So for salon owners, me being one as well, I know how hard it can be to find the right stylist. And this isn't about their work. You can have an amazingly super talented stylist who does amazing work behind the chair, but it's more about is this the right stylist for that works with your values, that um, gets along with your team? Maybe they aren't aligned with the vision that you have for your salon. So I 
believe me, as a salon owner, I have been there where I've had stylists where I've had to let go because they were I, I saw that they weren't the right fit. But I've also had stylists leave because they realized they weren't the right fit for our salon. And neither is wrong. It's just we have to figure out how to consistently market to the stylists that you want to see working in your space. Because the reality is, is when you have a stylist starting with you, you're investing in their career, you're investing time, you're investing money, and we want to make sure that we're also getting the right people working in our space that A, are going to go the longevity, but you're not wasting your time on money on somebody who might realize that they aren't the right fit for your salon either. We've all had that stylist who starts off with you and you invest time and time and time and money and money, money into their career and they leave you. And now you're sitting there frustrated and defeated because you've spent so much time on this person growing their career. It didn't end up working out the way you had hoped. So I hope that some of these things can help you with attracting the right employees because the reality is, is that yes, somebody can leave you at the end of the day, regardless of how consistent you are, but at least with some of these practices that you can be more consistent and make it a lot easier for you to find and attract the right employees. Now on the flip side, this episode is also great for stylists who are looking for a salon because there are things to look out for in figuring out what is the right space for you to work at. As a stylist, I have worked at five, maybe six salons in my career and it took me a long time to figure out what was the right salon for me. And the reality was, is I was not taught what to look for in a salon. And also too, I just didn't know what stylist I was or who I was as a person, what I was looking for. So it did take me a few salons for me to figure out what was that right fit. But now in the age of social media, it's so much easier to find a salon that aligns with your values and aligns with who you want to be in and the type of space that you want to work in. So again, hopefully that you can find the benefits on both sides of the spectrum with this episode. So let's dive in. Okay, so let's talk about social media. So I know that this is like a hot topic with everybody. I always get some people who kind of push away from it and some people who are like embracing it in their career. But the reality is, is this is where people are going to now to find you. It's not through Facebook. It's not through Google or wherever. They are going to your social media, to your Instagram, to your TikTok, whatever it might be, to see what type of salon you are and what your vibe is like. So making sure that you are super consistent with your social media. No, you do not need to be posting every single day, but as a salon, you should be posting what it's like to be in your salon because and I heard this from somebody not too long ago and it kind of just made me think of it a little bit differently and not I've already been kind of doing it but it just kind of reiterated it that you're not just posting to the client you're posting to the stylist that's who you are trying to attract to your salon because the more stylists that you can get that have like-minded values or like-minded views as you or vibes the more you'll grow 
like that that is that is who you are attracting to your salon it's not just the client because the clients will follow client you know the hairstylist can advertise and and all of that but you're really attracting the stylist because that's who you're wanting to grow or who you need to grow your salon so make sure you are showcasing what happens in your salon like what's the vibe like do you have salon outings make sure you post those show everyday life in the salon like what is the experience that those stylists could get when they are a part of your team it's amazing actually how many interviews I do where people will say I really notice like the team I really notice like the vibe of your salon and that was something that was really important to them so making sure that you're showing that to people who potentially could be working in your salon next thing is you want to show what you offer so like what are the benefits of working in your space? Do you offer benefits? Because not a lot of salons do. Do you have education in your salon? Do you offer like classes and showcase like the classes that your stylists are going to? Do you bring people into your salon? Do you focus on certain types of services? What is what is being offered in your salon? Do you offer support? So are you offering like one-on-one mentoring sessions with your stylist? Do you have team meetings? Like what are the benefits to working in your salon? So when you are post making a post of we're now hiring, instead of just saying we're now hiring, what can you offer those people? Like you have to advertise yourself to them just as much as they have to advertise themselves to you, right? So making sure that when you are making those posts of saying we're hiring or that we have openings in our salon, making sure that you put with it what the benefits are to working in your salon, but also what you're looking for in a stylist. So making sure you're looking for somebody who's like team oriented or they are self-motivated. Are they respectful to maybe like you're an inclusive salon? So that's something we put on ours, making sure that they're respectful of inclusion and diversity. Um, Are they do they work well in a team atmosphere? Are they passionate about their career? Are they driven? Like making sure that you put those pieces in your advertisement through your social media, like making sure all those points are put on. So I suggest to you to write down everything that you are looking for in an employee. So this is something that we did when we were starting to think about hiring somebody again, is write a list, just make a list of every single thing, like your perfect stylist. Like what are all the attributes that they have that you want in a stylist? And then go through those and figure out like, what could I put on social media to showcase like and ask for the things that we are looking for so that when a stylist goes to your page and sees all those bullet points and like, oh, those are things that I am or this is something that I'm looking for, you know, they can also look at it and be like, nope, this is not the salon for me. I just want a place that say 
I just want to go to work and I want to be gone and I don't want to have to do anything else. Okay, great. You're not somebody who's education oriented. You don't want to like invest and do all these other things. That is totally fine, but that is not the stylist for you. So making sure that you're really, really clear on what you are looking for in a stylist, because the moment you put those things out there, now you can check off like you have those expectations set out. And lastly, through social media is just showcasing like what you are about. What is your brand? What are your values? What is important to you as a salon? So this kind of goes hand in hand with advertising to clients as well. But as long as you're consistent with your brand pillars or your brand values, the more consistent it will be in attracting not only the right clients, but attracting the right employees as well. I'm pretty sure there's like a million episodes on my podcast, including other people's podcasts that are about branding and the pillars of your brand and the importance of those pillars of your brand. So you can go back and listen to those because that's like a whole other topic on its own and how to create your pillars, but just making sure that you are really consistent and you know what or you're so clear on what your brand pillars are because that if you stick to that, it will be so much easier for you to not only attract the right clients, but also it'll make it a lot easier for you for knowing what to post on social media. It'll make it a lot easier for you to organize your social content and get the right message out there to clients and to other stylists. So with that, just consistently posting about your salon about your stylist, about your team, about the benefits that you offer within your salon, the more you post those things, the more you're going to attract those right types of stylists. Okay, so moving on now because we could go through probably like 20 more minutes of just social media and things to post on there. So we're just going to jump right into the next phase, your interviews. Now, with an interview, it is super important that you be honest and upfront and be direct in what your expectations of them are because the more honest you are about that in the interview, the more you'll be able to weed out those who are not just not for your salon. So one thing that we started doing in our interviews, and this has really worked for us just to have just like a really candid conversation and just to like understand more of their personality because that's really what it is about. We can teach skills as salon owners. Skills can be taught. Yes, some people are going to take longer than others and that's up to you in how much time and money that you're wanting to invest in those stylists. But skills can be taught. You cannot teach personality. So you really want to make sure that you are finding the stylists that are going to have the right personality to fit in your salon. We've all been in one of those salons where you have that one person that just 
does not, their personality does not jive with your salon and it can cause a lot of friction. And you really want to make sure that you develop a team of like-minded people that can really support each other and uplift each other. So what we've done in our interviews is we don't have them in our office anymore. We go to the coffee shop nearby. We get them a coffee and we just sit and have a really candid conversation. It creates a more comfortable environment or atmosphere for them and for yourselves as well because as a salon owner it's just as nerve-wracking for us to do the interviews as it is for them and sometimes they just don't realize that. So I just have it in a coffee shop now and just make it a lot more relaxing and inviting so that it allows them to open up their personality a little bit more and to get more of a feel of how they would be in your space. So I'm still asking interview questions, but it's more of just a conversation with them and seeing their vibe because you can have more than one interview with them. It doesn't need to be this one half hour interview or hour, however long you have it. You are allowed to invite them back in for another or secondary interview. Uh, See you know, first impressions can tell you a lot, but second impressions can tell you even more. So really making sure that you make it comfortable for them so you can just get a vibe of what their personality is like. The best advice that I was ever given for hiring people is to hire slow and fire fast. So making sure that you take the time to interview them. And I know like as the reality, you, you're excited to hire a new person I've been there. I, I'm excited, excited to hire this person and you just want to get them and grab them as soon as you can because you don't want them to like go off to the next salon. So you think like, oh my gosh, I need to like hire this person right away so that they don't get stolen by another salon. But it is okay to take your time because as much as you want them, you also want to make sure that you're not jumping the gun on something. Like I said, first impressions can tell you one thing, but second impressions can tell you even more. So take the time to hire them. Take the time to maybe get them to bring in a model, see how their skills are. Are they going to fit with you? How they are with their client as well? Not just paying attention to the work, but how do they interact with that person? So you really want to make sure that you are taking your time because You also want to make sure that they want the job, right? Like, see if they will call back. This is like a hot tip for stylists is call that salon. Show them that you want that job. Do a follow-up with that salon after an interview. I am more likely to hire somebody who does a callback than somebody who doesn't because it also shows that they're really invested in my salon and that they're not just throwing out their resumes to whoever will hire them first. I want people who want to work at my salon, don't just want a job, okay? So making sure that they are just as invested in you as you are going to be invested in them. So take your time in hiring them. Do not run into it. I have made that mistake because I'm just so excited to hire somebody, but 
the reality is is like this is costing you time and money and you really really want to make sure that you are finding the right person for you so in this interview asking them questions like why did they choose your salon did they do their research on your salon? Like, do they know anything about your salon? I've had interviews where stylists will say, I really enjoy that. You could see the camaraderie between your team. I went in, like, looked at all the stylists' work. It looks really beautiful. I love that you are inclusive or eco-friendly. Th- those are the things that I'm paying attention to in that interview because I really want to make sure that they are searching or seeking out my salon because of their values not just looking for a job and handing out their resume to anybody like I said before so asking them these questions these specific questions on what they like about your salon and seeking if they have done any research on your salon because that will make a huge difference tell them your expectations. So this is where you want to get really clear with them on what you are expecting from them. So if they're an apprentice or like a student in your salon, maybe you do have that expectation that they will be folding towels and cleaning the salon and all that kind of stuff. If they're an experienced stylist, letting them know that your expectations are that they are a part of the team, that they are still going to be folding towels and answering the phones and doing all those things, right? So letting it be known what your expectations of your stylists are. Maybe it's they are required to attend monthly education. They are required to invest in their own education. They are required to bring in their own products or they're required to help out another stylist when in need like all these little things that you require out of them and making sure that that is super super clear up front so that there's no questioning it later on so again go and write down a list of all the expectations that you have out of a stylist so that you have those all prepared for your interviews so right from their get-go they have no excuse but to follow the expectations that you set out from them same thing goes for your orientation. So you everybody should be doing an orientation, a first week orientation with a new stylist, whether they are experienced or they are brand new to the in- industry because you want to set them up for success in your salon. So having an employee handbook, this is a huge, huge, huge thing because you have everything written out in detail. They can always go back to refer to it and you get them to sign it so that they are held accountable for any expectations set out in the salon. This is something I'm actually going to do a future episode on because I think having an employee handbook is so important and just the little details that maybe you didn't even think to put in there. With that as well, Always go back to your employee handbook every single year and update anything that needs to be updated. There might be some new rules that came out. There might be some new uh, standards, whatever it might be, uh, that 
maybe something didn't work in the past and now you really want to revise it. So going back to that every year. So not only you can go in and edit things, but also you can remind yourself of the rules that you set out within your space. These are, and I say rules, but, and I know some people go, ooh, rules, I don't want to have any rules in the salon, but these are just the standards that are set out in your salon. If you do not have standards or a structure within your salon, things can go chaotic really, really fast. So it's not telling them like you're only allowed to use this and you're only allowed to do that. It's not It's not getting all like micromanaging on them. It's just setting out the standards and expectations that you have in your salon so that everybody knows the structure and everybody can follow that. And there's no questioning, well, why did one person get this or one person get that? It's These are the standards and the expectations that are set out in the salon. So like I said, I am going to do a future episode on that and just kind of like breaking down some of the things that we should have in our employee handbooks. So keep an eye out for that one. So the last couple pieces that I wanted to add in to finding or attracting the right stylist to your salon is not just you having to do all the work. Let your staff do it for you. You hired an amazing team of stylists. You love all your stylists. So why not get people that are like those stylists? We do the exact same thing with clients. We get our clients that we love to refer their friends. Why not get your staff to refer their friends as well? So all it really comes down to is letting your staff know that you are wanting to hire more stylists and if they know of anybody that would be a good fit. Some salons do, and you don't have to do this, but some salons do this, is they have a referral program. So if I've heard of salons doing this where you have to be really clear with what the rules are of that because they can't just hire somebody and then a week later you're like, this is not the right person and I've already given you like a $500 bonus make it clear in that if they stay like six months or a year or whatever, you're going to get that bonus um, back to you. So just being really clear with what your referral program is, but letting your stylist know that you're hiring so that maybe they have a friend that they went to hair school with or some friend in the industry that they know of that they think would be a really good fit for your salon. And lastly, go to the hair schools. So if you're looking for an apprentice or an assistant or whatever you want to call them, if you're looking for a new stylist in the industry, go to the hair schools. Don't be afraid to reach out to the students and ask for an interview. So whether you're following their social media and then they'll tag stylists in and you can start following those stylists, liking their work, whatever it might be. Or you can even go into the hair schools. I know a lot of hair schools love when salon owners will go into their school and do presentations for them in showing like what the expectations are of going uh, going into the hair industry, what it's like working for their salon. Maybe you want to bring students in for a salon tour. I know a salon I used to work at did that where they'd have like a school field trip and the salon owner would talk to them and give them like kind of some advice on getting into the industry and then do like a salon tour and he ended up getting a lot of stylists working in a salon because of that. So don't be afraid to reach out to the hair schools, just send them an email and ask if you can go in and do a presentation or just even a walkthrough to meet some of the students. 
or go through their social media and start following the stylists that are being advertised in um, on their social media as well. And lastly, be consistent. Like I've already said this through and through, but just be consistent with your brand and values because this is at the end of the day, you want to attract people who have the same values as you. So really being consistent with what your values are in the salon. So I urge you to like go and write down all of your values that you have. If you're not sure, please send me a message and we can chat a little bit more about that on um, Instagram. But making sure that you are super consistent with that so that you can continue to attract the right employees or the right stylists that align with you. So I hope that this helped. It was a lot of information and I feel like I even went a little bit further, dived in a little bit further into a couple topics. So I feel like there's probably another few episodes that I could create on just those topics alone. So keep watch out for those. I love talking about this stuff because I think that it is so important and as a salon owner, it really truly is hard to find the right employees and sometimes you just have to trust your gut. You have to trust the process and sometimes they just won't fit and that's okay. But as long as you have these practices within your salon, it will make it a lot easier for you to find those people and continue to grow your salon, grow your income, grow the salon's income, and just create an all-around amazing team of people that you enjoy being with every single day. So again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love it if you could share this to your social media because I want to find more like-minded people like yourself. So I hope that you can share that and leave me a review in, uh, in where you leave reviews on, on your podcast player. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Secret Life of a Hairstylist. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love, love, love if you could share with your friends, post it to your stories, leave a review, and most importantly, subscribe to this podcast. The more you show up, the more it gets out to hairstylists just like you. I hope this episode left you feeling inspired and wanting to jump back behind the chair. So I hope you have a great rest of the week and we will see you on the next episode.